Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Tony Shebeki with you, my co-hosts, Walshy and Lyle. Hello, boys. Very good, eh, Tony? How are you? Marvellous, thank you, Walshy. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Excellent. I've, um, I've heard that you've organised some entertainment for tonight's guest. I'm looking forward to I am just so that, excited. Seeing who got... you've got for it. Yeah, I'm just so excited that we've got uh, Royce coming on to have a chat and I've done something special for him gone. I've just moved hell and earth. Well, you told me you've got some special entertainment, so I'm sure you've got someone in that'll be interesting. Yep. Looking forward to presenting that person a little bit later on. Uh, Lyle, good day to you. Uh, How you going, mate? Doing well? Yeah. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah. Marvellous. Good. Good. You didn't see you Saturday night at, uh, at the wrestling. I was at at Phillip Island, mate, working. Uh, What is there? Is there a racetrack there or something? Is there? Yes, there is. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I heard of that one. Yeah. What do they have there? I, I thought think... there was just penguins and cows. Yeah, I was chasing penguins. Well, that was the well, race. cows is definitely there. Yeah. Uh, of course, we are brought to you by the Australian Wrestling Network, uh, who sent me a letter during the week saying, cease and desist. Please stop using our name as part of your podcast. I don't know what that was about. No one. Uh, well, I think we're seeing the owner. That. I'm seeing the owner of that company tomorrow, so I'll ask. Could you please sort it out for us? <laughs> it very much reminded me of the Super Mario letter that I got. Years ago. <laughs> what, what, what happened there, Tony? What did you uh, try and do, mate? Uh, the Italian tank just wasn't uh, running on diesel anymore. Well, so given we he was tried, about 60 at the time. So we tried to soup him up, uh, put a new V8 engine in him, and just give him a little bit of character. So we turned him into Super Mario because he was like the real life Super Mario. He had the moustache, the fat gut, everything. And uh, Well, he had a bit less charisma than Yeah, just a little bit. But he did have the charisma of a plumber, though. So He sold it very well. And Nintendo, what was better, the Super Mario Nintendo, Brothers movie? or Well, Nintendo thought Mario he sold it too like well that. and asked us to please cease and desist. Otherwise, it will be a massive court case. Of course, okay. uh, the reach of Australian wrestling back then, you'd have been surprised Nintendo found out about it. 
Yeah. There's exactly. no social media and stuff like that. How did it get no, out? Was it? I have no idea. Are you sure oh, this is a real letter and someone just didn't have no, a No, nah, I reckon they walked past. I reckon the, the chief of Nintendo was having a delicious, succulent Chinese meal I have... um, and saw a poster <laughs> on the wall. On his way to the Tullamarine Airport. Yeah. Yeah, he went He went and stopped at the Dragonfly first yeah, to have a succulent meal. A... Because everyone did that. And there was a photocopied, and there was a photocopied sheet of paper on the wall with a Super Mario appearing. Because stopping at the Dragonfly on your way to Tottenham Airport is what everyone in the world did back in those days. Not everyone in the world. Uh, I tried to avoid the Dragonfly like the plague. Yeah, no, wise move. Hey, I'll tell you what, one guy that we don't want to avoid like the plague is our first guest. Before we get to him, though, uh, fantastic interview last week with the Velocities. So listen back. It was the first show I've listened to in about uh, 18 months. And I guarantee, right. you, I guarantee you didn't listen back, but... It was a good interview. I enjoyed it. So, well done, Tony. Lyle was there too. I can, you know, you did good, Lyle. I can also say it was a great interview last week, Tony. Uh, yeah. Totally unbiased. I thought it was a great interview. Thank you, I'd appreciate that. Well, apparently, the, Tony's the, the intro sign... to the show, the intro to the show, different story. Mm. Well, yes. Tony's made me re- sign a contract saying that if he ever does anything on the podcast that I'm not involved with, I'm not allowed to criticise it. So... <laughs> I, I think I think I sent that letter because I didn't want to hear about it. Between... <laughs> oh, I nearly booed you just both from the group chat. <laughs> All right, time to catch up with our guest, boys. He is a menace to society. He also is the DMDU heavyweight champion of the world, Royce Chambers. Lads, how are we? Thank you for having me. Thank Good you for coming back. on board, mate. Uh, great to have you as a champion belt around the waist uh, congratulations buddy thank you very much yep it's, it's good time it's put a smile on my dial for the weekend so just gonna try to carry it forward yeah uh obviously we are um stoked uh, it's been a long time coming but the first singles title how did it feel to to get that belt around you over your shoulder yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I've I've worked for it for a while and I've I've wanted the opportunity to actually be able to go for a title and and to get it and then I mean, this is one of my first times going for a singles belt and got the job done, so I can't complain, but it's now just pressure to lead DMDU forward and I think I'm going to I'm going to yeah, rise rise to that occasion. When I talk to promoters, a lot of the time they're like, oh, we want to use Royce. We want to use Royce. And you get booked in a lot of places. But the recurring theme is a lot of the time has been, we don't know how long he's going to be here. Do you think that that's held you back on, on winning some of these titles? Just the thought that you'll be snapped up overseas at any time? Yeah, potentially, potentially. But I don't know. I mean, you got you got to give me a crack. You know, I'm glad Deathmatch have. Um, and I think... I think we're going to do some big things. I've wanted the pressure of, of being the champ and being the guy at a company for a while. And just to prove to myself and others that have said that, oh, he's just this, just that, like, he's not a top guy. And I'm, I'm keen to, to prove that and get in front of the mic a bit more. And, and yeah. Well, I think if anyone was uh, there Saturday night and watching the replay when it goes up on IWTV, I think we want to see you with the mic in your hand more. Um, that promo was... Might need an edit button. Well, maybe a little bit of an edit button, but <laughs> if you could uh, 
put Royce into a promo. That was basically just Royce unfiltered. Did you have any of that planned, or was that just off the cuff? Um, I had I had a kind of idea. I wasn't sure how the crowd was going to react. Now with with what I'm doing, it's either you like me or you don't. But everyone seemed pretty stoked for me, so I thought there's no point rubbing it in their faces. I might as well just embrace it and and have some fun and talk my shit. <laughs> and everyone, yeah, thought it was pretty funny. So I'll take it. Well, speaking of talking your shit, mate, uh, I know that you love rap. I know you were a rapper yourself when you were younger. Winning the championship has inspired me to do something special for you. I told the boys that I was going to have a special guest. His name is T-Dog. Hang on, you're T-Dog. Correct. (laughs) And Royce, to honour your championship, I've recorded this for you, brother. Have a listen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, Royce, it's time. It's time, Royce. All right, begin. Straight out of the big dungeons of rap. What the fuck? The ring drops deep, as does my rope. I never fight, because the fight is the mother of dope. (laughs) Beyond the walls of punches, life is defined. I think of flipping you up when I'm in a DMDU state of mind. Hope the hope got some scope. My grope don't like no dirty slope. Run up to the dope and get the envelope. In a DMDU state of mind, what more could you ask for? The scary ring. You complain about broken foot? I gotta love it though. Somebody still speaks with a spring. I'm rapping to the snake and I'm gonna move your lake. Flippy menace, hiding like a rumble. Boy, I tell you, I thought you were a stumble. I can't take the broken foot, can't take the gore. I would have tried to kick, I guess I got no door. I'm rapping to the lake and I'm gonna move your snake. Yeah, yes, I'm in a DMDU state of mind. When I was young, my mother had a ring. I was kicked out without no cling. I never thought I'd see that fling. Ain't a soul alive that could take my mother's string. Our champion is quite the champion. You are the champion. Thinking of flipping you, yes. Thinking of flipping you, Royce. I'm in a DMDU state of mind. Royce is the champion. Champion. There you go, the mate. I hope. Fuck was that? No, oh, look, it was just something that I. Put together today and it didn't make made, any sense, Tony. That might be the few, case. You had a few little bars in there, but you didn't have any flow. <laughs> Just rap. And then I never said I, I never said I was good at this, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> but you weren't Who's, good at wrestling when you first started. You've got better as you've gone along. That, that's a good point. I respect so, the hustle. Yeah. So give me a give me a chance. The DMDU state of mind. It's it's very catchy. It's a good title for the song. He's trying to sell it on your iTunes. make no mistake this is him trying to make money yeah no doubt about it no doubt can we get embarrassed by proxy yeah yeah yeah. i'd like to distance lyle and i from from tony's rap we had no idea that he was going to do it we didn't suggest it no I, I, i didn't do it for you boys i did it for royce and i know he appreciates it i do i do any creativity i appreciate and that was very creative (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm worried about our 
our DMs blowing up with uh, other wrestlers asking for uh, a tribute to them now, Tony. I you can, might be in. I can you might be a busy man. I can accommodate most. Okay. Hey, uh, Royce. It, it's SoundCloud, been, Tony. It's been a real weird year, hasn't it? Uh, 2022, with all the lack of wrestling. You've come back for, what, nearly a month and a half, four to six weeks of wrestling, and pretty much Christmas is going to give you another break again for three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's shit, but that's what Christmas does, <laughs> gives people time off, so can't complain, I guess. But, yeah, it's a bit annoying just getting into the swing of it, getting the groove again. It always takes a like a month or whatever to really just find your form again. And, yeah, to take another break, it's annoying, but can still train now and and still get in the ring. So it's not like you're just stuck at home being depressed. Well, you can't train at the moment. Um, <laughs> no, the, 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 rap, the rap song referenced the foot. Uh, yeah. So I spoke to you after your first match at DMDU ahead of the ahead of your win. And um, it's fair to say you were limping quite a lot. What, what, <laughs> happened, what was the story with that? Yeah, so had the first match with Edward Dusk and in... Typical Edward Dusk fashion. I leave the ring injured. <laughs> <laughs> you would have preferred a black eye. <laughs> yeah, but this time it wasn't his fault. Just did a dive that I've done plenty of times before and for whatever reason, just banged up my heel a bit and I knew it was knew it was pretty stuffed straight away and, and got through the match and then I got backstage and it was swollen as shit. And uh, I just saw the medic and she, she just said like, it's probably bruised or a slight fracture and that's some other ambo guy there and he said if you can walk straight you can wrestle so i walked that bitch up. <laughs> and then um he's like all right well well you can wrestle then so i still got to do the rumble and obviously win the title so that's how we do it but now yeah it's have not been able to walk very well all week and been getting x-rays and stuff like that and probably just like uh high bruising but no fracture, which is good. If it was a fracture, then it'd be way longer out. Yeah, it's basically the best news you can get while still getting crap news. You've got to miss a show or two, but at least there's nothing structurally wrong there and and you're going to make a full recovery and that's all that really matters. Yeah, I'm hoping it's only a few weeks and then I'll just push through it. But at this time of year, like like the Christmas break, I'll have a bit of time to rest it up then as well. So it's nothing too serious. I'm pretty lucky I haven't had many injuries over my career and probably uh, should have chosen a smarter dive to do in one of my first matches back rather than one that's just directed straight onto your legs. But it all comes with the game. I remember the last thing I told you before the show was don't get injured in the first match. (laughs) So you jinxed it. Even so weird, even before the match, I just felt a little bit off. I was like, right before i went out just yeah i don't know something hit me uh, i just kind of knew it was coming sometimes you just know when something's gonna go bad but it wasn't anything too serious i thought i was gonna break a leg or something so <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with well, you tried <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> how early on into the dusk match uh was it uh well we were on the out there for about eight or ten minutes something around that so it was about halfway through yeah it's about when i got there yeah, right. So, so as soon as you walked in the door, um, you jinxed it. So, um, but lucky the the main event was a rumble, so you could do the Jerry Lawler spot, um, the just clinging onto the bottom of the rope while yeah, that's my classic. chaos in the ring. That's smart as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many well, people told you to do that? 
What was that? <laughs> How many people told you that's what you have to do? <laughs> I've done it ever since I've been in rumbles because I just, instead of just punching and trying to throw people over the rope, what's the point? I'll just <laughs> save myself for the end. And, and mug for the camera. I've noticed you do that a lot. That's good. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Owen was getting in tight, tight photos. That's for sure. Just clinging onto the ropes. He's a clever wrestler. There's no doubt about it, mate. There's plenty of uh, action still coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. So, and uh, you're off to Sydney and then back to Melbourne. No. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet with this foot. I got to see what's going on properly before I can see if I'm going to be in Sydney or MCW or PCW. Just, yeah, I'm not sure how long I'll be out or not yet. Obviously, you're going to be trying to get back for those matches and because um, there's some exciting matches that have been announced for you as well. Yeah, I was very keen to get in the ring with the Velocities again and, and give them some knuckle sandwiches like they deserve. Um, but yeah, just going to have to hold off, I'm, I'm presuming, unfortunately. And I'm hoping someone else gets a call up like E-Man or Tyson, Brooksy. I don't know, anyone from MCW would be cool to, to step in the ring with those guys. But I'm sure I'll I'll get there eventually. Sure, you could just make the trip up just to pass out the party mix bags in the backstage. Surely, the, the velocities would appreciate that. No, I, I'll tell you the story about this. So, <laughs> the velocities were on an MCW show, and I was walking past a Seven Eleven on the way there. I was like, "All right, I'll get myself a snack." And they had Starburst party mix bags there. And if Beautiful. you're from Melbourne, you know how rare starburst party mix bags are to get now and they're they're og they're good anyway usually they're better than the albums variety that's for sure <laughs> yeah anyway usually they're hard to find so i got two bags i thought all right i'll be nice and i'll bust one out for the boys and i'm gonna save the other one for when i get home so i can enjoy it <laughs> anyway so i'm backstage handing out the lollies being a good guy and then I can't remember when, but Paris saw that I had another bag oh, in no. my bag. And he's like, you're not sharing it. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm saving it for when I get home. Anyway, I have my match and I come back and look in my bag. Party mix is gone. Oh no! <laughs> I knew straight away who did it. Couldn't find it till the end of the night. And he'd hit it like up top of some bookshelves. Anyway, I got him back eventually. And I'm pretty sure he made me open it up and I didn't even get to enjoy it when I was home. <laughs> <laughs> all right people you know what to do if you go on a show that royce is on pick him up some starburst <laughs> yeah. party mix if he you doesn't watch them yeah he doesn't want streamers thrown into the ring on his entrance he wants uh starburst <laughs> yeah. party mix um that sounds like a t-shirt actually my dear uh, let's talk a little bit about your i guess it's a feud now with edward dusk and now that he's got the win over you like he must have a claim to get a title shot soon. Well, I'm sure he thinks he does, but I'm the champion, so I can choose whether or not he actually gets it. But he beat me at the last show, and I like my win-loss record against him, and I, I'd i like to keep pumping it up against him just to rub it in his face every time that he thinks he's better than me. So there'd be no better place to for him to challenge me for the title than in his hometown of Geelong. Um so it's up to me whether or not I accept if I want to go up to Geelong and, you know, probably wear a hawk scarf just to piss them off. It's a bit of a shithole. <laughs> yeah. My first what? ever big show was in Geelong. 
So it'd be cool to go back now as a champion. It's a long drive with the sore foot. <laughs> nah, I'll be just, fully healed by then. This isn't just get a, just catch a lift with Ace oh. and Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how good would um, that be? Beating beating Dusk in your first uh, title defense in front of all these family and friends. That, yeah. That's got to be some motivation there. Yeah, for sure. The best part would be just beating him in front of his family and friends. <laughs> but it'd be <laughs> a big part feel, and and I'm sure that he'd be, have like obviously his friends and family there, and and be quite loved. So I'd you know I'd eat up going in there and and trying to just piss people off and show them how good I am. Now the first time we ever saw you wrestle was in Geelong at a PCW show. I remember you were you mentioned it was your first big show. It was. You, I mean, you hadn't even really been on um, Ignition yet, had you? Nah, not really. It was it was like a slam showcase match, but I remember we were match two and the place was going pretty bonkers because it was me versus Thomas Crow. just two rookies. We'd probably only been training three to six months. So to get that opportunity early without being on many Ignitions at all was pretty big just to get a taste of what, what a hot crowd is like. Well, Tony warmed him up nicely, it's fair to say, that night, so... Don't you think, Tony? I do. Yep, I did. Exactly. Are you listening at all? Yeah, no, I am. <laughs> he's try- no, he's listening. He's just trying to remember that he was at the show doing a live podcast. Correct. It took him a while to... No, no, up. we were there in Geelong, wasn't it? Yeah, we were all there, yeah. Yeah. No, you weren't, it. Lyle. No, oh, no, that's right. I was, uh, I was away. Wow. Um, Tricky, uh, Tricky tried to hit me with his scooter. I, I also remember it was the first time anyone at a wrestling show asked me for a photo. Mind you, they asked me to take the photo. It was of Tony's, but, you know, it was still a big moment for me. <laughs> but um, I do remember, Royce, like uh, watching that match. You came up and introduced yourself after the match and um, to get feedback. And whenever I talk to anybody within wrestling, the, the big thing they say about you is that you're always looking for feedback and asking questions of your opponents. Um, is that something that, you've, that you like really make, like, make sure you do a lot of? Yeah, yeah, it's something that's stuck with me ever since I started. I remember specifically before I started wrestling, I was just grinding podcasts hard. And it was more podcasts of Australian wrestling guys just to familiarize myself with the scene. And I remember being a little Mark listening to JXT podcast and he <laughs> and his bit of advice had stuck with me ever since. It was, uh, it was something like you can get advice from anybody and it can be good advice or bad advice, but it's up to you what you want to make of it. So like any advice you can, you can really think about and you can decide if you want to take it or not. So I've always, I'm always interested if someone thinks I'm shit or if someone thinks I'm good. Um, yeah. And I thought that was, that's always stuck with me just to get advice and see what you think of it, I guess, and take it, it into the- account whether you like it or not. Sometimes it's not what you want to hear, but you have to look at it and just, Think, yeah, all right. Well, he's right, unfortunately. That could be the most sensible thing JXT's ever said. <laughs> yeah. No, he's also said, listen to on the turnbuckle. Podcast. Oh, he has to. Yeah, that's, that's two. Yeah, that's two. Definitely two. <laughs> he also said, uh, learn from my mistakes. So that's three. <laughs> oh, oh. I stand corrected. But um, no, it's true, though. Like, uh, but I mean, I've spoken to guys like Brooksy and and they're always blown away by how much, you know, you want to learn when they're in the ring with you. And, um, and that's always been the feedback that I get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just always interested in, in learning about the game and, 
like I said, whether I want to hear it or not, or if I think it's good or shit, because the further you get into your career, you kind of envision what you think of wrestling and and how you want to portray what, what your visions of wrestling are. And the further I get along, the more I think about that is what do I want my style and what everything, what do I want to present out of it? So just hearing people's feedback of, of what's good and what's not helps a lot. Royce, I want to have a chat. And there's so much talk out there about you. And we, we mentioned it even before about promoters probably saying that, why would we want him to be champion? Because he may not be here. He might be overseas and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of fans have said, you know, you, your time in Australia won't be long. You'll be snapped up by someone, all that sort of I, I know that you're a really honest and down-to-earth sort of guy. And I know it's that you don't, you wouldn't get too excited over hearing all that sort of stuff because you are grounded. But there's got to be a point where you get the opportunity to just close your eyes and dream about what the future, the, the near future could be. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, at the same time, I'm a very big stress head. So I don't like to think about it that much. And at the start of my career, I was very like, I don't want to get here by this time and all this. But now, especially after COVID, I just want to enjoy it because I know how quick it can be taken away. And and also, I just enjoy wrestling in Australia. I enjoy just driving to shows and then coming home and not having to catch flights and all that shit. But I know that's part of it if you really want to make it. So I think it's just enjoying the process and um, just seeing what comes when it comes. Because you can't, especially in this day and age, you ain't know where you're going to end up getting signed yeah. or getting bookings here and there. So I'm just trying to enjoy it as it comes and trying to make the most out of it and putting out product that I think is cool and funny <laughs> or people hate <laughs> either, either, but just stuff that I enjoy. That's different as well. We, uh, we spoke offline about the, the belt that you did win that DMDU championship. Is that one of the most beautiful belts that you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Funny. I didn't even know there was a new one. And before the show, I was, I was saw like Richie's one and I thought that was the title. And, and then to be presented a new one, I was yeah, I couldn't believe it. The red strap looks real cool or the burgundy, whatever you want to call it. It's a very nice belt. And I'd, I'd put it up there as, as the nicest in Australia. And I'm not just being biased. I kind of am, but not really. It's just, <laughs> it's good. Well, hang any truth that it's already engraved with your name on it. Yep. Yep. Our chambers, it's got Richie's and my name on it. That's awesome. And no yeah. one else to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it as heavy as uh, the uh, cremator made it out to be while he was holding in the ring? Yes, it's very heavy. It looks heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very heavy. Got a lot of gold on it. I'd be interested to know how much it cost him because <laughs> it's pretty flash hot. I'm just a little bit concerned about your level of color blindness. There's a definite difference between red and burgundy oh same shit you know what i mean it's no, it's, it's a reddish it's no, a, a maroon color. he sees in 16 colors like the rest of us <laughs> red is uh, it's not mauve it's purple like it's not burgundy it's red well, at least it's not teal what blue yeah correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, you spoke about you don't want to you know you're a bit of a stress head. And you don't want to look too far ahead, but you know, it's coming up to near the end of the year. Um, what, what's the short term uh, for Royce look like, you know, goals or, you know, 
where you want to be middle of next year? Yeah, uh, obviously still have goals and, and stuff I want to accomplish. And uh, going back to Japan's one of them I really enjoyed there. I think in America at the moment, there's a lot of dudes. So getting over there is harder probably than it's ever been or, or making the most out of, out of it over there. Like AEW stacked and with Ring of Honor closing, there's just, there's not a lot of contracts anymore. And with WWE, probably not looking for someone like me anymore. It's um, just got other goals, I guess. I really want to go GCW. I think a tour there would be cool. Um, and then tours of Japan. I, I kind of like how Robbie was doing it for a bit, going back and forth. And I'm a big fan of, of trying to build this scene. I remember when I started, I, I just wanted to be a wrestler, but I knew you couldn't, you couldn't do it in Australia. And, and one of my things that I was big on throughout COVID, if I'm going to do this and stick it out, by the time I retire, I want to be able to, people to make some kind of serious income here and hopefully make a living. And hopefully there's a kid growing up that knows there's Australian wrestling and, and can make a living off it here if he wants. And I think that renegades will be a big step in that direction, but at the same time, a lot of companies here are already making those steps uh, in that direction. But yeah, next year I want to head over to the States, head over to Japan and then um, just do tours and, and try to yeah build a name for, for myself and Australia. You're probably, I, I was going to say, you're probably the perfect person to ask this next question. And it's something that happened a while back, but I don't think we actually spoke to anyone about it. Uh, there was that period of time where promoters were trying to stop people from uh, doing gifts of wrestling things that happened in the ring. A lot of your wrestling has been based on gifts. A lot of your people seeing you, especially overseas, has been based on what's been filmed and put out there. What are your thoughts on people filming stuff and then putting it out basically on under their name, but your, your material? Uh, if it gets me exposure, I don't really care what, what account it is. If, if it's getting shared and stuff like that, I can see why bigger companies would have an issue with someone else, like taking their footage and, and then getting it shared around on another, another account or whatever. But I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fine, especially in Australia where there's not someone that's taken footage from everywhere and sharing it around. Like, mm. it, yeah, I think it's fine. I wouldn't really care. It's just a video. Um, I forgot what my next question was going to be. Long? <laughs> and no, the question wasn't about me. Um, but yeah, like talk, talking about those things, it's, it's just more promotion for the promoters and, wrestling anyway i know there's some accounts in australia that are rcw gifts and mc you know different you know they're so they're showing what promotions they're coming from i think it just all helps you yeah. know gets more eyes on you know the performer whoever's being uh gift and hopefully it tracks back to people checking out the show as a whole yeah and i don't think it's having a negative effect where people are like oh i just want to get gift because i know this this place will share it like i don't ever really see that might be in the back of people's heads and don't blame them, but mm. it's, yeah, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Um, you mentioned earlier that now you're the face of DMDU to an extent, you're the heavyweight champion. Um, what, what, what's the different mindset that you take in um, to a promotion when a lot of the success is now on you? He's in a DMDU state of mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. 
<laughs> we got new theme music from Tony. That was nice. I am never walking in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is there a dollar amount that Tony could uh, scrounge up to you to walk out to do that? I think you should be paying people to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I interrupted. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a, a good question. Um, like what I said it? before, it's, it's just <laughs> uh, the DMDU one. It's yeah. just pressure. It's just pressure. But I I like that. I've always wanted, like I said, I've wanted the the moment to really shine and, and be that guy. And uh, I'm really keen. I'm very uh, set on DMD as a company. I really like what they're doing. I think they're like the cool indie of Australia. And I think they're proving that every week and, they're not afraid to put on interesting matches and, and death matches and stuff that people haven't really seen in, in this country and different matchups that people wouldn't expect. Like who thought Matt Hayter was showing up on the weekend? I didn't even know. I got there and I was like, what the hell are you doing here? And even ah. surprise like Shazza McKenzie and stuff. It's, it's just cool, interesting stuff. So I'm a big fan of, of their company. And if, if they can help promote me and I can help promote them and just put on some awesome matches that, people overseas can be like, yeah, this dude's wrestling for this company. We got to tune in. And that's what I'm hoping to do. Uh, do you go and talk to a few guys who've had really good championship runs and, and work out, you know, what worked for them and that kind of thing and what you can implement to, to sort of create ongoing attention? Uh, I don't, but I probably should. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't really thought about it. I've just been taking it in and um, I've been, but thinking of ideas, what I can do to, to have a solid run. Um, but that's a good idea just to chat to some people. I probably should have just DM that to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you brought up uh, Renegades earlier, you know, going a national promotion, which is, you know, wrestling fans have spoken about it for years. You know, do, is it time? We obviously have the enough talent, you know, Australia's, uh, forward talent at the minute. You got to, like obviously wrestling fans were excited when uh, Matt Diamond got announced, and then you got announced. Obviously, everyone's fantasy booking that match as well. Um, you know, is that a match that's in your head? You know, been on your list for a while. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even stepped in the ring with him in a tag, and this weekend was going to be the first, and still could be, but highly doubt it. But um, I'm keen to get that singles match. I think that we'd do some pretty cool stuff and, and um, be good for renegades. And I think renegades can really take off. It's, I know you've, you've spoken to them and they got good dudes behind it. And um, a national company could definitely do a lot for Australia. Like in Mexico, they got triple A and everyone knows like, all right, that's, that's the main one. And then they got like the smaller tiers and whatnot. Um, but I think something like that for Australia would be good, but even um, MCW and, and PWA, and even DMDU, they're kind of on that way of being a national promotion already. Like they're bringing in guys from, from every state of the country. And the only difference I think with renegades in the, in the long run will be is running those shows in, in different States, which is a huge, a huge challenge. Like it's sink or swim. Really. It's, it's one thing to bring in other guys and put them on your show with, with your home base there, but to yeah, completely pack up shop and, and go all around the country and, uh, it's a big challenge, but like I said, they got great guys running it, and I'm I'm definitely down for the challenge with them. 
Now, most people won't know this, but you were, if not the first, one of the very first people approached for Renegades. And um, you've been sitting with it under your hat for a long time. What was it like knowing that something like this was coming, not being able to talk about it to anybody, um, but but being like low-key excited about the prospect? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd known for a while, or even if I didn't know the exact details, a certain someone would just always be in my ear. Just, oh, just remember this. Just remember this. Just remember what's coming. <laughs> that's a very good Mikey J. I was about to say, that's a that's very, a very good, good Mikey J. <laughs> <laughs> so I always had it in the back of my mind. <laughs> um, and, and like, uh, I was just keen for it to see what would come about it and, and hearing the name and hearing it get closer and closer and then finally coming to fruition. Is that the word fruition or is it tuition? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tuition is if you want to go back to school, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah pay tuition, you would have known what the difference was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'm keen for it to get started. And yeah. you've also you've been uh wrestling for wrestle rock as well you're, you're kind of everywhere in melbourne at the moment so wrestle rock um has given you the opportunity to sort of um toy with your character a little bit yeah that was kind of i've always wanted the airbender stuff like it was it was cool while it was was there and it was a good step in the door because i remember when i started i i had ideas for a character but i was like oh i got no nickname i can't just be royce chambers so I did the airbender stuff, even though I'd never watched an episode in my life, which is, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> but after COVID, I just, like I said before about having fun, I just thought this, if I'm going to do it, I want to have fun. And this is my way of having fun. And um, wrestle rock was the first to kind of give me that opportunity of toying with a different kind of character. And I had a blast. And then I think uh, promotions have just seen it and seen me really enjoying it. And, I'm a lot more confident because I can portray something I know about, not just random TV show that I haven't watched. That's just a cool nickname. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I think there's a lot of different avenues the character can take. And I'm a big fan of in wrestling, like I get the heel and face stuff, but I'm a big fan of like, there's just a character and you can do what you want with the character, depending on the situation and, and like where the character's placed. Um, and obviously you can have more good or bad traits or whatever. Um, but I'm a big fan of just, here's the package. You like it. You don't sometimes might turn it up to a, to a bit of a more bastard sometimes might just be more funny and chill. Um, but I think that's, that's a great part about wrestling. And we're in a day and age now where people can make decisions for himself. You don't have to shove in someone's face. Like, Oh, I hate you. Here's my middle finger just for someone to not like you or, or to like you. I think that everyone's got a brain these days and can make decisions for themselves if they like someone or don't. Well, I reckon the Wrestle Rock at the brewery, you had it turned up full because I was really disappointed when you didn't high-five me. The airbender would have. <laughs> no one high-fived you. No, I know that, but I would have thought that Royce might have. I couldn't even see you. That light coming out of that tunnel was bright as shit. You can even see in the entrance I'm coming out just squinting. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm 130 kilos. You're going to see me. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're not going to miss me. But I, I, I knew that. Five anyway. <laughs> but I knew that because I, I wanted, and I knew it must have just been something. So that's why I did the song for you because I've sort of forgiven you and we've moved on from that. So that's fine. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Is that it? Uh, you're out of control. Um, you know, we're, we're all excited to see uh, Royce everywhere again. You know, early next year. Back to RCW. You know, you got MCW versus PWA. That's going to go over a couple of shows. Like res- wrestling in Australia is in a good position, even though we've come from, you know, 18 months to two years of crap. Um, you know, I think wrestling fans and hopefully wrestlers and promotions are excited what what the future holds. Yeah, I think everywhere is going to continue to thrive. And with more promotions getting better, it's just making other promotions step up their standards. And you can see, you can see that already, like people are not being shy and putting on matches that people didn't think would happen and, and spending some money and, and booking out huge venues and different types of shows. And I think it's just going to continue to happen. There's, there's still like a heap of wrestlers in Australia that you haven't been in the ring with yet. Um, that you must, you must have a pretty long list of, of guys that you still need to mix it up with. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really had uh, a ton of huge, like singles dream matches, I guess there's heaps in Adelaide and heaps in Sydney, obviously the velocities boys, Ricky South would be cool. Haven't stepped in the ring with Ugg, Matt Hader, uh, Chris Basso, I think would be a very cool match. There's heaps, there's heaps. And even in Melbourne, there's, Still a few, like me and E-Man haven't had a singles, which I think would go really cool. Tyson, but that's coming up soon. There's Yeah, there's a bunch, bunch. The 18th Not of to... December at PCW. Yes, yep. That's a banger banger of a card. The more matches get announced there, it's exciting. Yeah, good. Yeah. PCW bringing more outside talent, gives fresh matchups for yeah. the PCW uh, talent, which is awesome. Yeah, BDE booked there as well, which is really cool. Cool for those dudes and... Yeah, PCW are really taking step forward as well. They just ever since I've started, they just keep taking steps forward and and bringing in new guys, which is awesome for the for the crew there. I think um, I've gone to about four shows, maybe five uh, PCW shows this year, and every single one of them has just been such a a fun, enjoyable show. I think that um, PCW basically had their momentum killed almost as worse than anybody else in the country this year. Yeah, yeah, with the Mark Cage turn and, and all that. But everyone that comes to the shows, it's always just a good time. Like, it's it's a good, just fun watch. You can just unwind and enjoy some real cool stories and, and still great wrestling as well. Um, Digital Beard uh, and um, Jake Hurdle were the photographers on Saturday night, and both of them have taken some incredible photos um of you and your title win how important is it to have guys like that at shows yeah yeah it's massive and i think you're you're seeing it more like dmdu have like like four or five photographers at every show and it's cool because everyone's got content to post and even pcw now they have a weekly uh camera dude same with mcw same with pretty much everywhere and that's just the standard getting higher and higher um and everyone just challenging each other lift up their games yeah. Uh, are we going to get a Royce eight by ten holding the heavyweight title? Because uh, yeah, that probably one should. of those photos looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't even you think can... about it, but I will. <laughs> can do the old Shawn Michaels shot. <laughs> <I think that's laughs> that's overdone. Everyone gets a title, and that's the first thing that they do. It is. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be smarter, like Big Dave from uh, Big Dude Energy. He did it with his uh, thesis that he did. So it's a bit different. 
Different yeah, take. <laughs> <laughs> Royce, we are pretty proud of you, mate. We've, as well, she mentioned earlier, we've known you for a while. We've watched you come through from the beginning to where you are now. There's such a big future ahead for you, mate. We wish you all the best in that. Good luck with the foot over the next couple of weeks and looking forward to seeing how 2022 pans out for the Minister Society. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, I hope to do it again, and I hope to have another rap song. Hey, did did you celebrate with um, a proper meal or just some two-minute noodles? <laughs> I can't even remember what I had. I think it was Hungry Jacks. Always Hungry Jacks after the show. <laughs> yeah, why not? If you're going to have something, you might as well. The burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> uh, Royce Chambers joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome back, part two of the program. Of course, the music of uh, DMD used. Can you delete that? Can, can you delete that music? I don't know. I never want to hear it again. Well, I only played it because I don't think Jules has heard it yet. And as I welcome you to the program, Jules, what do you think? I do. Uh, well, I have to tell you, as, as a fan of battle rap, I think I'm going to have to line up a battle rap against you. I want to take you on. Oh, oh. hang on. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Right. It's too good. It's too good. Too good. See, a man yeah. with taste. You're a lyrical yeah, maniac. He's a maniac. I'm a poet. No, I'm a, I'm a poet no and I didn't know it. No flow, Royce said. No, yeah. Um, Royce critiqued it pretty harshly, it's fair to but, say. But that's all right. Like Royce, I take, I take on all critiques and all comments. We, about- had, we had to console you in the break. Yeah. We, no. we did the interview no. 35 minutes ago. We just I got Jules on now. spoke about the fact that we wouldn't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced you're fully over it yet, Tony, to be honest. Uh, I think we should move on. But it was a good well, interview with uh, Yeah, I, I noticed that when we did the interview, there was a Royce Chambers poster behind him, and that's not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Tony's no, screen went right. blank, uh, black for a little bit there, and then now the poster's gone. Correct. Um, Disappointing. It's actually uh, Royce's body. He stuck Edward Dusk's face over it. <laughs> let's get into the second part of the show and talk about NXT War Games, which, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they used to be on the same weekend as Survivor Series? It did, Tony, but they've been doing standalone pay-per-views for a while now. I don't know if it's for the benefit or not, because it used to be that NXT was the only thing that could get you excited about a WWE pay-per-view, and now there's nothing. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of Aussies on the show. Um, so the former Elliot Sexton, what's his name now? Duke Hudson. Duke. 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 The, the Barber Hudson. Yeah, the poker player. He's in a hair versus hair match. Oh. Now he's got a hairstyle you can set your watch by, um, Sexton. So I don't know what he'll look like bald. He must be getting a big bonus. He's very a vain guy. Uh, He must be getting a big payday. 
and a Brutus the Barber beefcake with the shears. Uh, yep, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a run in by the Zodiac. Yeah, It'd be interesting. the Booty Man. I'd prefer the Booty Man to be the yeah. Booty Man. Yep, the cycle for you. What what other ones was there? Um, Something Boulder. Yeah, Boulder. There's a Boulder there. Um, oh, he said. I'm sure he was a Hogan as well. Oh, maybe he wasn't. He wishes he no, was. No, that was when that, that was when they were the Boulder the brothers, Boulders. wasn't it? Yeah, it was Terry right. Boulder yeah. and um Other Boulder. Other yeah. Boulder. OSW Review did a great breakdown of all of the Ed Leslie gimmicks. So yeah, it's Google so, OSW Ed crap. Leslie. Yeah. Good wrestle crap, that stuff. Um but yeah, so but also uh your favorite wrestler, Tony, is in one of the war games matches. Ah, is he really? Yep. Good on you, Maddie. Well done. His name's not Maddie anymore. No, Grayson no. Waller. We know who uh, he is. He got the old school versus new school. Um, yeah, they're basically stolen. They're basically stolen the PWA gimmick from when Maddie Wahlberg was doing it there. Yeah, uh, it, it seems a bit weird. It, um in the old school is Pete Dunne, even though he's pretty young anyway. Um, but yeah, he's been wrestling for ten years, so I guess he, he can started count wrestling him. at four. <laughs> you can count him as old school. Um, there's, there's probably guys in the new school uh, side that are actually older than him. Um, yeah, I, I'm always a sucker for a good War Games match. The NXT, uh, <laughs> whose dog's doing the running again? It's mine. Oh, okay. but I've got uh, no one here to, to shut him up. Is it because you said it was Grayson Wally? Was that what it was? Grace, he heard his name. He got excited. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and, and there's a. I think there's a, a women's uh, war games match as well, um, and they're always done really well. Uh, and Dakota Kai's in that; she's uh, New Zealand's own Dakota Kai. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Australian and New Zealand representation in NXT has been really strong, Extremely. even if the show hasn't been. Extremely, uh, boys. Let's get your thoughts on the DMDU show from the weekend. Do you remember any of it, Jules? You would uh, seem like I, I, I slowed it down this time. No, it was, it was pretty hot stuff. No, I loved it, man. <laughs> it was it was a really good night. Uh, I think every match delivered and over delivered. Mm. Um, from my thoughts going in, yeah. Um, you know the six man scramble. Sometimes they can be hit and miss depending on who you are. But I think everyone got a moment to shine. Um, you know, everyone got enough time. I thought it was good. It wasn't a throwaway match. Um, well, Frankie Smo said everyone got too much time. <laughs> well, one of my highlights, though, was was in that that tag team scramble. Um, was the entrance music of Flavor Town the, the fact that you can go Craig David and Beastie Boys, and then like my one of my other highlights of the night being Corn Dogs' amazing hot sauce T-shirt as well. So. Um, big props to those guys. So Did all you of your highlights had nothing to do with wrestling? Uh, absolutely nothing to do with wrestling at all, no. <laughs> Did anyone oh, give thought... me a bottle of hot sauce like I asked? I bought hot myself sauce? one, but it, it sold out again, Tony. you got to show up to shows, mate. He, you... he was at the show the week before. He watched me buy a bottle and didn't buy one. So he watched you expecting you to buy him a bottle. That's very on brand. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, he, he's... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm cash in advance, man. You know, you don't pay, you don't get. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, 
you know, support the cause, Tony. Support the cause. Put some money back in the wrestling, mate. Stop taking out. I was drunk, Tony, so I forgot. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it was sold out by the time you Lyle got there, was, No, it wasn't. Lyle was sober, so I blame him because he bought a bottle and didn't get you one. I had no more room in the bag that I took with me that Mikey J filled with wrestling action figures. Uh, Jules, I had a big bag. Mm, always excuses. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I just had enough room. And I've pockets. been too scared. You have pockets in your cargo shorts that you wear everywhere. Move on. Come on. Finish talking um, about the night. I thought it was I thought it was DMDU's best show. Mm. Um I think every match uh was different. And um I had Steph there who's not a wrestling fan and she left with two new favorite wrestlers. So um it's always pleasing. Who were two favorites? Uh, she's a big fan of Delta. Understandably. I was um, too in Gladiator. She was fantastic. That's a different variant. Yeah, it's a di- way different variant. Mm. Um, but yeah, Delta is very impressive um, and is only going to get better because I'm not sure how long she's been wrestling, but I don't think it's that long. Um, and she enjoyed her first experience of seeing the J-Stick. Um because he's very charismatic, was a direct quote. Hmm. She has good oh, taste. I, I, that that gauntlet was was pretty good in terms of what you love about wrestling surprises. So seeing drunk on Uncle Beach, oh, I love great. that. Shazza, that was Gore, so good. And then a bit of shenanigans for the win. Just one of the best gauntlet slash rumbles slash schmozzes I've, I've seen over here for sure. Yeah. I enjoyed the winner. Well. It- if, you know, wrestling's been a little bit hit and miss for Walshie over the last 18 months. But to see Walshie watching, you know, he is the president of uh, the Royce Chambers fan club, but he did have a tear in his eye. And founder. And, and founder. Um, yeah, he did have a tear in his eye watching him uh, win that match and receive the belt. So that was that I was, was a little nice. bit perplexed why I wasn't thanked at the end of the match. But you know. I, I was going to bring that up during the interview, but I didn't want to make um... it. Awkward I have made that protest known. Okay, that's right. But look, there was just just quickly, obviously, a surprise match for Richie, which had no right to be that good. You can see how the chemistry between those guys, so that was great. Um, but also, you, you can't let this go without talking about Lava Boy San. Oh, um, yeah. And I just hope that for the next couple of shows, we can bring back streamers for Loverboy. I can just imagine the pink streamers going off for Loverboy, the red streamers going off for the deathmatch wrestlers. There's a faction war on, and it's going to be great. Well, I'm team uh, anti-deathmatch party, so, um, yeah, I'm the one. So did you get um, tipped off, Tony? Is that why you didn't come? Because you knew Loverboy was uh, going to be one of the highlights of the show? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the reason. It also would have been the first opportunity for a lot of people in Melbourne to see Matt Hayter. And um, I, you now know why he's been doing... Like, I mean, Tony's a big fan of Matt Hayter already, but um, it was my first opportunity to see him wrestle live and, and you realise why he's, he's so... He's doing such good things in Adelaide. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's fantastic and, and so watchable. Yeah. It was good. It was a joy because we got to see him come out in the Rumble as well in fresh new gear. Um, you know, his jacket is amazing. He knows his character. He's such a, you know, a shit stirring bastard as well. You know, interacting with the crowd. 
which, you know, getting great heat. Yeah, like, like Jules said, the chemistry between him and Richie was uh, off the charts. It was so good. I can't believe and, it was February last year that I saw him over in Adelaide. Yeah. Like nearly two years ago. Well, um, shout out to him and the kids' new jacket as well, which I thought was fantastic. And um, shout out to friend of the show, Chanel Phoenix, for getting a big win. I think um, she deserves it. She was uh, tell us all about Punk and MJF promo segment. Look, talking about battle rap, I, I want that was like a battle rap style promo battle. Back and forth, they did like a round each. I think the craft of that was was absolutely fantastic. They've got like the creative insults. Um, I think that that's that's a format that I want to see more in my promos. Yeah. What I liked about it the most, um, and it's a subtle thing. It's MJF's cadence, like it's like although his content's really good, his cadence is slightly off-putting in a way that makes you not like him. So it's. It, he's so entertaining on the mic that it would be easy for him to become a babyface, but his cadence is just out, and it makes it really difficult to like. You, it's not to sing along with 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 them with MJF. It's it's a really subtle thing he does. And then what I really love was just Punk milking the grabbing of the microphone at the start. That kind of set the tone for what they did. Um, it was slow, methodical. It felt like, although it would have been heavily pre-arranged what they were going to say, it felt like it wasn't. It felt off the cuff. Yeah. It's the, the pauses in between and, you know, like you said, dragging it out. Um, you know, I think it went 18, 19 minutes in the end and it, it obviously it went a little bit long because other matches did have to get cut short. But when it's that uh, gripping TV, you want to see two pros going at each other like that with the, you know, it's bringing the WWE references, but it's not in a way of shitting on WWE for the sake of it. It's a, the wrestling canon of these guys' careers. It's not just having a cheap, you know, the Miz, uh, the lesser known Miz, you know, line, brutal, brutal stuff, you know. Well, if it's um, got good timing and flow about it, maybe I should watch it for my next rap. Oh, you should, because honestly, this isn't the authority Triple H and Steph coming out and cutting a 20-minute promo for the start of Raw until people fall asleep. This is an art form in itself. This is a match, as far as I'm I, concerned. I tell you, though, um, what it did do is on Raw, there was a couple of promos that have gone viral, which hasn't happened, I don't think, from a Raw in a year. And make no mistake, it's on the back of what Punk and MJF did. Like, I mean... The Edge one is directly referencing that promo. And um, the Liv Morgan one is dancing with reality. It's it's something that they've done that they've picked up off what happened with um, Dynamite. Yeah. I think give the little bit of the more freedom that is being allowed um, for the AEW talent to express themselves because nobody knows their own character better. Um, you know, these guys, they're top of their game on both sides. You know, Punk, you know, we're all waiting for Punk to turn heel because that's when he's at his best on the mic. But, you know, MJF just bringing him down and keeping him a baby face, working off each other. They've had two segments together and it's a, it's a dream match already. Um, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of dreams... Big Dude Energy and Tyson have been announced for a PCW show. 
Yeah, we touched on it briefly with Royce during the interview, but um, great to see some good, young, talented wrestlers in Australia getting an opportunity with PCW and PCW allowing their guys to, to work with people who were trained a different way and, and pick up new skills. I, I think it's um, only going to benefit the, the wrestlers that are doing it, but it's also going to benefit PCW because it allows them to keep their matchups fresh. Point. Yeah, definitely. Well, you mentioned it during the Royce interview. PCW were halted by the pandemic, you know, more than anyone really with their momentum they were having. And it was on the back of fresh talent coming in and out, you know. They're, Him like and the said, kid, bad yeah, dog, they're all, Ricky you know, they're South. Always, like they've had some always, good wrestlers. Yeah, they're always family-friendly, fun, storyline-driven shows, but then with great wrestling on the back of it, you know. Tyson's been a quality wrestler for you know three or four years now unfortunately a pandemic and then a knee injury has held him back but you know next year could be you know a massive breakout i argue that tyson's 2021 has been like seeing him work here at dmdu while still doing babyface everywhere else we've seen real range from tyson that we all knew he he had in him yeah but we weren't sure when it was going to come but i feel like I feel like he's taken a huge step forward this year. Oh, look, three words, back to the future. That's four, isn't I, it? Back no. to the future? It was Baxter. Baxter. Oh. The future. I thought, sorry, okay. It's his T-shirt, <laughs> and it's a great T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Have you bought it yet, Jules? Oh, um, it's, it's on the way. <laughs> um, well, I saw I saw uh, my partner walked out of, the, of DMDU with um, a shirt she bought there, so... Good on it. The merch, the merch sales are all yeah. back on. Yeah, uh, get into it. A PWA, of course, have uh, got MCW joining them up in Sydney. And I think that's this weekend, and then they're coming down to Melbourne. They've got yep. a, a a private show which no one can go to. And then no, they've got a private, private function. Private it's function. A private yeah. function. They're opening for a band called Private Function. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We spoke about that last week. Uh, and then, of course, the MCW show on the 18th, I think it is. Isn't it? Oh, they've got a Queensland show as well in there. Oh, there you go. Tony. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're doing really good, PWA. You know, getting so is this, off, if this, is this off the back of the announcement of Renegades doing... No. Nope. No? No. No, this was already, this was already um, in, the, in the... A lot of these were already announced. So okay, fantastic. P, the PWA are obviously trying to branch out. So it'll be interesting to see... Um, how their shows in their show in Queensland in particular, which is is just them, goes. Um, their show in Melbourne obviously is co-promoted by ones by a band and the other ones by MCW, so they've got sort of that safety net with those shows. But definitely with the Queensland show, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. So, what's the band's name? Private Function. Okay. Yeah, well, I think the the big winners here are the wrestling great band, band Tony. Great band. But you can't see them. Of course you can see them. The tickets are on sale. But it's private, isn't it? Haven't you ever been to a private function before, Tony? That doesn't mean no one gets in. Just not anyone can get in. Mm. Well, every concert's a private function. You've got to have a ticket to get in. That's good. You can go and see Public Enemy, though, right? But, um, look, private function are a band. That's Daniel Andrews, is it, leading that band? Public Enemy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe if you're on the steps of parliament, like Jeff Seddy, but 
<laughs> oh, he's not one of the ones that got COVID, is he? No, no. Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff's very much not on the steps of Parliament. I apologise. Um, but uh, I'm not cutting that out either. <laughs> well, you'll cut, cut out, the out the apology. apology. <laughs> <laughs> um, Private Function have been known for having their record launch in a, um, a phone booth uh, for recording for releasing their new singles on cassette. Um, Good. You know, they're quite funny. Excellent. All right, fantastic. Look forward to seeing that private function. That's, I don't um, think it's your scene. Oh, are they? What do they play? Uh, punk. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you're a rap fan, Tony. You're yeah, more of a, a. You're more of a cold chisel fan, Tony. I'm more of a wrestler with hats fan. Tell us about them. <laughs> my new favorite Twitter. It's my new favorite Twitter account, Tony. <laughs> Best conversation I've had in the last uh, several months. Well, with hats. the new Twitter account, Wrestlers with Hats, and they post wrestlers in ridiculous hats. They had one of The Undertaker. Did you see the one with The Undertaker yesterday or the day before? Yeah. It's ridiculous how big his hat is. Um, <laughs> if anyone's seen the movie Scary Movie 3, yeah. uh, I think it's the police officer, uh, and the hat just continually gets bigger during each cut scene until it's ridiculous. It's basically like he went to the end of the cutscene and he's got that hat on. Um, yeah, it's on to a winner. I think uh, tonight's one is Bret Hart in a ridiculous uh, hat. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor, follow along. Yeah, sometimes wrestling Twitter can be a bit of a cesspool. Uh, have some fun on there as well. So are they photoshopped or are they real photos? No, yeah, real, real photos. Oh no, real photos. <laughs> real. Have, That's a, thing. Have That's a think the... about your favorite wrestlers who wear hats, right? And it's a rabbit hole that you will just <laughs> never ever get bored of. Gee, I'm looking. I'm looking forward Godfather, to when... the the genius. I'm, like I'm looking Daphne. forward to Farouk. Farouk when he gets his his uh, football helmet. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that's going to pop me the most. Is a helmet a hat? Of course, a helmet's a hat. Oh. Is a so the shock master, the shock master, obviously. Probably... No, that only that covers his face, so that's a mask. Is Vader's helmet though, because it goes over his shoulders? Is that helmet a hat? Oh, okay. That's a mask. No, no, it's yeah. That's a helmet. That's got shoulder pads. It's got you know smoke billowing out of the back of it. There Don't worry. Go, Don't worry. Follow along with Follow wrestlers it. with hats. Vader will be make the decision somewhere for us. in Japan wearing some ridiculous hat in the late 80s. Um, it'll be there in the coming months. Uh, of course, we are the WrestleBrainia champions. Are we defending that at we Comic-Con? Are. I don't know if I'm going to put the title up for Groves, but we're definitely going to be at Comic-Con. Um, so that's on the 11th of December. Um I think it's three or four o'clock. I'm not sure which stage. We'll let that let you know that when we find out. But get along to Comic Con. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're Asia not doing and Mur- podcast, are we? No. no, no, we're not that famous yet. But Asia and Murdoch will be there. They're famous against um, against each other, just like they will be at DMDU this week. Um, They're going to be awkward car rides home. Only for Murdoch because he's he's got a passenger. Mm. Weird. Jeff might have to give Murdoch a lift on. All right, let's have a look at what's coming up in the world of wrestling. The release of Dream on IWTV for DMDU at two o'clock on Thursday. On Today. Friday, 
What? No. Well, today's hmm? Thursday. It is. No, tomorrow. Yes, it is. Today. It's already out. Because this won't come out till after two. I can guarantee you. So uh, you've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you've missed it. No, it's still on. Go and get it. It's, stra- it's, stra- it's a streaming service. You can it's watch it whenever you like. It's, it's, uh, it's streaming. It's on demand. You don't have to watch along. Tony live. still gets all of his TV live on Channel 7. If you, if you can watch it live, jump in on the hashtag. Get involved. It was I a only, great. I only found that 7 Mate channel the other day. That's not too bad. PWA. Uh, at Max Watts with Now We Conquer on Friday nights. Saturday, the 4th of December, NHPW, final chapter 12 at the Coburn Youth Centre. Very good, Tony. Thank you. ACW, the fight before Christmas in Prospect. And QWAR, the fight before Christmas. Why have they both got the same title? Because it's the fights before Christmas, Tony, and it's wrestling. Don't worry. I had to check it twice to make sure I didn't double up. It's like That's... having a Halloween show, and 13 Halloween shows have called the same thing in uh, wrestling. The Quar one is in uh, Rocky, in beautiful Rockhampton. Lovely place. Slam Pro are at the Ainsley Football Club in the ACT, and DMDU are in Ballarat for their Through the Flames Show. I can't wait for the DMDU state of through the fire and flames on expert on expert on expert. It's a guitar hero reference, Tony. Oh, sorry, Tony hasn't. Tony's last gaming system was ColecoVision. (laughs) You didn't get the Atari, Tony. No, No, did they? They didn't have Guitar Hero on Atari. No, no. Commodore sixty four. Commodore sixty four. I was. I used to be able to program it. Program it. Yeah, I used to write my own basic programs. You're writing basic raps as well. (laughs) Uh, You need to improve for them to be basic. (laughs) At least I had a go. You did, Tony. all about. Can't take that away from you. You did have a go. Uh, Jules, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Are we going to talk to you over the next couple of weeks or you're away? I'm going to be away from next week, so hopefully I'll do a bit of a do from RevPro Live or after that. All right, beautiful. Look forward to that. Catch you later, boys. Jules, don't get COVID. What is that dog licking, Welshie? That is in a, that, that camera is in a weird position. Very weird <laughs> position. Uh, catch you later. Thanks for joining us right here on the Turnbuckle. Very goodbye. <laughs>